This episode of Snow the Goalie is proudly brought to you by Pack Horse Moving. Listen, moving doesn't have to be hard. Give the professionals at Pack Horse Moving a call at 877-309-PACK. That's 877-309-7225. Or head on over to their website, packhorsemoving.com slash snowthegoalie. When you set up your next move with Pack Horse Moving, make sure you let them know that you heard about them on Snow the Goalie. Give them the promo code SNOW, and they'll take $77 off of your next move. Again, give them a call at 877-309-7225 or go to packhorsemoving.com slash snowthegoalie and give them the promo code SNOW to get $77 off your next move. They serve the tri-state area with locations in Norristown, Pennsylvania, Burlington, New Jersey, and Wilmington, Delaware. Give them a call, head over to their website, plan your next move, use promo code SNOW. Is there a better moving company than Packhorse Moving? Nay! They didn't tell me to do that. I, I don't know, maybe they'll like that. Or not, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll regret that. But I don't regret hiring them to do our move a couple of years ago. They did a great job. They made it stress-free. They did a fantastic job. Pack Horse Moving, a big thank you to them for sponsoring today's episode. Hey, this is Keith Jones, the president of Hockey Operations of the Flyers. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, this is Travis Sanheim. Hi, I'm Joel Farabee. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. This is Dan Helfer. Hi, this is Bob Clark. And you're listening to Snow the Goalie. 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 Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Press Row Show, the number one rated pregame intermission and postgame show, this side of the Mississippi, proudly presented by Pack Horse Moving Company, and uh, the Flyers. They win 4-1. They've now won two in a row after going into the break, losing five consecutive games. And Bundy, that, that all-star break, that reset that the team desperately needed, small sample size, but they take down the Panthers and the Jets back-to-back games. You have to be feeling good if you're a fan of the orange and black after tonight. Four points, you know, and you're thinking coming into Florida the other night, that could be a very difficult game. It was in the first. It didn't look like it had anything of substance, and the Flyers found another gear, and they woke up in the last 40 minutes, and they carried that into tonight. They had a great start. It was one of the things I talked about on the Flyers' radio pregame radio show tonight. They need to be better at home. You know, just being okay here at home and thinking you're going to win games is not good enough. And so I, I really love um, love the way that they started the game and really continued through. Now, I don't know what's going on with the Winnipeg Jets, but that's not the same team that it was three weeks ago. And I think the Flyers got in the Winnipeg and kind of shut them down in a lot of ways, I think. And I don't think that they've ever get, have been able to get their mojo back anyhow. I'm not sure how much of a real – if they're a contender or a pretender, but – Boy, tonight they sure look like a pretender. Yeah, that was just, I mean, the first period especially was an abomination on their part. And sometimes when you're across the country, you're on a losing streak like they were, four straight. Now it's five straight losses for them. And I think it was five of their last six, or it was six of eight or something like that. Uh, They're not off to a good start post-All-Star break. And you start to let that doubt creep in. And I have to imagine that, where the Flyers are probably feeling better about themselves post-All-Star break because they've put two games in a row, two wins in a row together. The Jets have to feel pretty bad. You go in on a four-game losing streak, you come out, uh, or sorry, you you go on a four-game losing streak, and then as you're coming out, you've now extended it to five. You maybe start to think, like, man, are are we ever going to win a game again? That's what happens, I tell you that, is when you win games, it's as easy sometimes as it is when you're losing, you feel like you're never going to win again. And when you're winning, you feel like you're never going to lose a game again. And so 
you know, I find there's a lot of like up and downs through the course of a year. And there's been a lot of like, there's a lot more roller coasters in a ride where teams go on runs and then they go on a losing run. So it's kind of weird how, how sometimes it works. I've noticed that trend for probably the last five or six years. It's really odd. Um, I've seen something. I'm just trying to pull some of the questions as you guys go here. Uh, the one about uh, Bush at the end here on uh, the broadcast talking about bonus not pulling the goal. I mean, they had a goal that they barely got, right? They had yeah. to tuck it. Yep. I, I, I don't pull the goalie. Actually, I don't. I stick with bonus. I mean, that team didn't deserve to have the goalie pulled tonight and down three. I mean, they maybe they had a little bit mustered up, but it was really because they had just so much press going, you know? And if you play like that the whole 60 minutes, you're going to give the other team uh, an abundance of odd man rushes the other way. So, no, they, they stunk the whole night. And if I'm the coach, I'm not – I'm not too anxious to give my goalie the Yankee either because they didn't deserve it. Is that demoralizing at all as a player, though? Like, in that situation that essentially your coach is saying, you guys weren't good enough tonight, this isn't even worth it. Like, your coach is essentially throwing in the towel. Is it demoralizing or or, or is it, like, kind of a, I don't know, is it like a motivator to say, all right, all right, jackass. Like, I don't we're gonna, know. We're going we're gonna to go force one in and, and then change your mind. Sometimes coaches, too, <laughs> they forget. Like it happens, really. really? Like, geez, well, I mean, look at the nineteen. Like they, lose, they lose track of the time. Look at the nineteen eighty gold medal game. The Russians forgot that they should have pulled the goalie, and they never yeah. did. And they just because uh, the the coach Victor Tikhanov didn't think that they he never pulled a goalie in his life, probably. But this is one here tonight. It wasn't like three one. It was four nothing until late in the game, and they got one. And then the Flyers came down with another rush chance. But I don't know. I, I, no, nah, I don't know. I, I mean, it's 50-50, I guess. But I that was never in my thought. Like, I never thought to myself, oh, Rick Bonus should pull his goalie and give them a chance because I just never felt they were in this game tonight, Winnipeg. And, and I think that they they felt they're going to run out of time and why stick another a goal against on, on Brasso tonight? Yeah. The team was the team was not good. Yeah, agreed. And, uh, and that's, I think that's why. Uh, Rob Greeley asking, Atkinson and towards his doghouse, Le Chateau Bauhaus. Was he? Uh, I, didn't, I didn't see much of him since halfway of the second period. Yeah, I didn't notice that, but I, I believe you. Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't notice that. I thought I saw him out there. In the... I appreciate it telling us that because there are sometimes, like even broadcasting, there's nights sometimes where both the radio and TV, like we had, uh, they made a goalie change and we didn't notice till like eight minutes into the period. It just happens sometimes because you don't you don't see it. But I didn't see that. I didn't notice it. Um, but I, I believe you. I believe you. I, I, I saw Atkinson made a couple of like kind of soft plays that I don't think. See you guys. Have a good night. Good Thanks night. For coming out. Great win. Um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's just um, one of those things. Yeah. 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 Um, we are in the process of figuring out what's happening here post game because we are expecting a player. Flyers win a game. We get a player, and. Uh, it's changed twice. I see intern Andrew currently struggling with the uh, the tripod. Always a good sign when when that happens. Um, but they're they're working on the player interview now. I listen. The question that everyone has on their mind, and they've had it since well, since we knew the Flyers were coming home, is uh, John Tortorella and Anthony Sanfilippo. <laughs> it's a. I didn't think about it once after it's that. It's a it's a <laughs> rivalry that. Uh, it's up there with some of the best rivalries in sports right now. You know, will he answer? Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you, man. Will, will Ant get to ask a question? I don't know. Will Torts answer the question, or, no. will, or will he simply say? I'll answer any of your questions. Who knows? Who's to say? We have a new sound drop. I love that. Neither of them give you that real warm, fuzzy feeling <laughs> all over. 
We'll see, though. I mean, listen, sorry to anybody who's offended right now. We're just a silly podcast. All right. <laughs> let's uh, let's get back out here. So, you know, who I'm, I'm the most impressed with to start the post all-star break. It's Sam Harrison. Two games in a row. Yeah, he's been great. Really good effort. And I know that there were questions, there were comments, there were concerns that we were fielding as a show going into the break about Sam Erson. And, and we talked about it a bunch of times. While he he probably figured he was going to get 40% of the starts this season, maybe 45, depended, you don't expect to get thrust into being the number one goalie in the way that he was. And I think at, at the time, their last loss yeah. that they had, you and I talked about it post-game, but said this break is probably just as good for him as anybody else because he can refocus for those 10 days or whatever it was and get his head on straight and, and lock himself in as being the true number one goalie on the team. So my question was, is that, you know, like there's there's certain players that play differently when there's a competition with another goalie, and sometimes they answer the bell better. Um, and that was my question. I was wondering, like, you know, it, it, he was playing well when there was a Carter Hart comp competition, uh, but that didn't happen. And so I was wondering where that was. And you know what? I think the, these two games have answered that question. And uh, he certainly has looked sharp. I mean, I, in the Florida game the other night, I didn't realize how good he was till the first period ended. And gave gave his team a chance to to come back. In this game here, he was was good when he had to be. He did not see much in the first period, but he he was good when he had to be. I agree, and that that was the difference. I mean, he made some key saves. Flyers had a great start, and I think that's certainly something to be encouraged about. They needed that; they we, really did. We talked about this uh, during the first intermission. We also talked about it pregame. But um, for the people who listen to the show after the fact in the podcast feed, who don't have the benefit of of all the shows, or don't go back and watch on YouTube. Um, Cal Peterson is going to have to get mm -hmm. some starts. And I think it is fair if you're talking about potentially being a playoff team, if that's your goal, if that's your intent, I would simply say that I, I would not be confident in a goalie tandem of Sam Harrison and Cal Peterson going into the playoffs. Based on what I've seen so far this year, I could be wrong. Maybe Cal Peterson like settles into being a, a really solid backup. At what point do you say, all right, we, we know we have to ride Sam for the vast majority of these games to have a, a legitimate chance? It, do you think it changes the calculus a little bit with the front office that they say, you know what, we probably should try to go out and get a yeah. more solid number two goalie? Well, there's not a lot of good goalies. Like, that's the thing. Like, every team has a starter. And then I, 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 I think most teams, except for probably the Flyers this year, we're really happy having two goalies that were playing well at, at certain times. I mean, look at Edmonton early in the year. Yeah. They couldn't find any stability in that. They were trying to find anything they could. And uh, they regrouped a little bit. But there's a lot of teams that just don't have goaltending that they're they're happy with. So to get a guy that's a veteran backup, I have no problem with that. Um, and that's, I'm sure, something they're going to look at. If they, you know, the team get, garners another four points in 48 hours, did a great job of it. So I really think that there's there's something there, and, and every game they win, they get closer to the end line. Uh, that's you know that's a playoff performance and an opportunity to play to play in the tournament in the spring, and so that's that's something that would absolutely um, have to become part of of my thought process if I'm Danny is to maybe look at a, just a veteran goaltender that you rent yeah. from a team that's not going to make the playoffs or that are right out of it, and maybe there's something there. Uh, Greg G makes a really good point here on YouTube. Schedule so spread out moving forward. Could see Arison getting over 25 of the remaining starts. They they have a few of those, like you know, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays. But then they also have like some some decent gaps. You don't have a lot of back-to-backs. 
in the schedule, at least over the next uh, six weeks or so. Right. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, March is a very, very difficult month and uh, they have a lot of games. They have, I think they have eight home games that month. So, I mean, there's a lot that there's a lot to unpack as they come down for the, uh, the, the final stretch, but they are going to need, uh, they probably are going to need a backup. And that just depends how confident they are um, with Peterson. And, and I, I don't want to say they're not, I don't, no one's told me that, but I get a sense that if there's another option, they'd probably try to do that. You know, you just mentioned packing and don't forget if you're looking to pack, if you're looking to do a move. Don't do the San Filippo special and ask your friends and family to help you move. No, no. Hire the fine folks at pack horse moving. They serve the tri-state area with locations in Norristown, Pennsylvania, Burlington, New Jersey, and Wilmington, Delaware. You use the promo code SNOW when you schedule your next move with Pack Horse Moving, and they'll give you $77 off of your next move, no matter the size. That's Again, awesome. Again, you give them a call uh, on their or check out their website and schedule it that way in the tri-state area, and they, they're also expanding to Georgia. So if you're a listener in Georgia and you're looking for a great moving company, Pack Horse Moving, trust me. Our family trusted them with our last move, and it was a, a fantastic experience, and it took all of the stress, I mean 100% of the stress, out of moving on a very, very, and I mean very, hot right. summer day. So uh, big thank you to Pack Horse Moving for sponsoring this show and all of the shows that we do here with Snow the Goalie, including Snow the Goalie, a Flyers podcast, the only Flyers That's podcast, the, only one. the Press Row Show, the number one rated pregame intermission and postgame show this side of the Mississippi and south of the Arctic Circle, and then the morning after show. What, are they, what are they doing down there? Are they building a ring? Where? They got a ring. They got a wrestling ring built. Here comes Torts and Anthony. Oh, by God. <laughs> by God. That's <laughs> Jim Ross. music. By God. <laughs> get the old Jim Ross going yeah. Hang on. <laughs> That's Anthony Sanfilippo. I haven't seen a man move like that since King Kong Bundy. You remember King Kong Bundy, Bundy? I sure do. By God, that King Kong Bundy and that Anthony Sanfilippo, you, you grease them up, you put them, you put them in some wrestling trunks, and you just... You let the, the big meaty man slap meat for a little bit there. That's what I say. Oh, Bundy. By God. I could totally see you being uh, the king. Just going, puppies. I can see it. Sandstrom, yeah. they got I, People are talking about Sandstrom. And I've heard that name, too, the last few days. But it's a matter of rather, you know, it's what they're comfortable with and what they think they need. And how much work Urson is getting and how much tax, how, how taxing that workload is. Yeah. Um. People are asking if Ant is going to talk to Torts. I don't think he is. I think Ant's a coward. Ant is down there waiting for this player. And I have to say that as, as one of the people who wants, who wants those moments, who wants to see how it's going to go, I'm disappointed in Anthony for not going in and asking a question tonight. Maybe he will. I don't know if uh, if Well, so, well some nights yet. we get a player. Some nights we get uh, – we usually get a player after a win. Yeah. And if we can't get a player, then we get the we get the, the the coach. What people can't see right now. Remember the other day that uh, uh, Ant was talking about how I move my hands a lot, and people can't see it on the feed, but you guys can see it. Intern Andrew's making me nauseous with the amount of movement that's happening with his phone right now. I think we might have the player, but I can't tell because Intern Andrew doesn't have the camera on the tripod. And now I'm very all right. I think I think they're getting in position. What is he doing? All right, let's see. He's trying to get the uh, tripod on. All right, here, I'm going to, should I bring him on while muted? We got a finger on the lens. All right, it looks like we've got Ryan Paling here on the press row. Ryan Paling, thanks for joining us on the Goalie Post Game. Thank you, I appreciate it. Appreciate it, Thanks. Right, yeah. <laughs> thanks very much, Anthony. <laughs> Torch is in the back. He's got like a thing in the, he's like, he's messing with the video. He's unplugging stuff. <laughs> 
<laughs> so Cliff, here's what I'll say to you. Hold on, I have, I have to mute. Dark. What a mess. <laughs> so Cliff, here's what I'm going to say. You can lead a horse to water. You can't make a drink. I can't do this and that. This is all intern. He's going to come up. He's going to be upset. I don't know what happened. I have no idea how both of them had themselves muted. And if they mute themselves, I can't unmute them here from the master area. So here we are. Um, I'm sure Ryan Paling had a lot of really great things to say there. You guys heard more of it than we did. And uh, maybe, I'll, sure did. Maybe, maybe I'll clip it up better. For All the I podcast. heard was... <laughs> <laughs> so, there's a lot of listen. There's a lot of people saying, "Hey, on a bright note, the camera's working. <laughs> hey, the camera looks great. Yeah, you know what? You people, you consistently say you're filming through a potato, or Ant put his greasy garlic fingers all over the lens. Yeah, I know, but I you get good video, no audio. You get bad video, great audio. What do you want? You can't have it both. You can't always get." Dude, imagine if, the, imagine if the player knew that he really was, had no audio. Just doing an interview for Anthony himself. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Like, I don't even know if the worst part is like Anthony's, you know, he's down there with the with the phone, which he doesn't need to do because it doesn't help. And he's just, and I'm pretty sure because he was muted. I'm pretty sure that even if I go to try to recover that audio. Hey, did you guys, you guys turn off that video feed for that big guy <laughs> for, Snow, the, for that silly podcast? <laughs> Turn it off. <laughs> Pull the plug on that guy. That silly podcast. <laughs> <sighs> All right. All right. Let's just see. We're real, off the let's, let's just see real quick. Uh, does anybody have any questions before? We, any uh, other anybody have questions? any questions before we uh, sign off the show? Actually, not answer any of your questions. Nah, we'll take your questions. <laughs> let's let's bring them up real quick. Uh, some stuff here. Uh, Rob Greeley says Ant was using the cone of silence. Um, next, next game will be no video and crystal clear audio with still shot of Ant. Dude, he should go down though. Honestly, God, we should get him one of those nose things with the mustache and the glasses. Ray Supper says Andrew almost had as bad a night as Winnipeg did. Oh, I see. Intern Andrew set up for the torts presser. Oh. Are we getting a torts presser? Oh, we can't leave yet. Now we have to see what happens in the world where Anthony Sanfilippo goes to the press room. Will his question be answered or will he be silenced? I'm actually very interested in this. I haven't been this interested since uh, trying to see through the, the grainy and uh, distorted video of like, WrestleMania, you know? And if people think that Anthony won't ask a question, you're sorely mistaken. Yep. <laughs> Bo yeah, Johnson is, says, "Stay on." This is a kind of stuff you got to hang. You got to creep you know around for stuff like for? I genuinely the only the only people I ever really feel bad for are the people who go back and listen in the podcast feed because I don't have the time all the time to like go in and like clip these parts out and I forget. Like by the time I do the hour whatever drive home, I'm like tired and I'm like trying to put everything in together and like I almost never remember like oh cut this thing and you think I'm gonna make a note? Oh come on now, it's a silly podcast. Bo wants us to stay. Brandon says we won't end up hearing it anyway. Um, Bo thinks that Ant is going to get escorted out. Well, Rob Brantley says, Torts will throw his shoe at Ant. Uh, could this be like, remember the George W. Bush press conference? I don't remember if there are, uh, there, there are no weapons. I don't actually remember if that was the press conference, but the guy stands up and goes, throws the shoe. You know what I'm talking about? You've seen that one? Yes. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Darren Brown. Stahl, Atkinson, Ritstow, 
Sealer, Lawton, Walker. Who stays Ooh. and who goes? Yeah, that's good. So there's how many names? I think six. Six names: Stall, I think Vincent, Risto, Sealer, Lawton, Walker. I think Sealer stays. Really? Oh, yeah, I think you're probably right. Walker probably is the most likely of that group to get. Moved, yeah, I would think. Yeah. So we we say Walker, most likely. I do still think that Toronto has interest in Risto. What are you, what are you smiling at? What's so What's so funny, giggly bits? I'm just hoping this press conference happens. This better live up to all okay, the hype. I got, I got a bunch of kids over here. I got to get the, them home. The high school kids got to get up. The, the offensive oh, oh, here line. We go, here we go. I'm sure you're happy with the first period. What did you see in the second and third, though? How do you, I guess, evaluate the game? Obviously, you guys have the great first. You take control, but do you come away more annoyed the than, than happy? The game, got two points. That's how I evaluate it. Putting Ryan Paling and, and Noah out there for the final three, was that a reward or was that just like the way they were playing? Like they were playing, I thought they deserved to be on the ice. Guys connecting, Don Harrison was probably your most important player. Would you feel the same way? Yes. Would you like Val Travis in the first? Travis who? Connecting. Cordy Howe had to. Yeah, I guess so. Do you sense when he plays like that, when he's going like that, I think. Mean, Connecting. When Connecting's going the way he was in the first period, do you see it lift off other guys? Can the other guys build off, you know, the momentum, the energy that he brings? I don't know. I don't know. Did you not like Travis's game? Is that why you're playing like that? Last one. Thanks, everyone. Only <laughs> torch, right? I didn't. I didn't hear much. All I, I heard uh, him saying like no and like a whole bunch. Like, okay. No, no, no. So he was crapping on Konechny's game tonight. All right. He all didn't right. want to talk about Konechny. I didn't. I didn't. What really, did Konechny do? I don't know. What did he do tonight that was so egregious? Did I miss something? I have no. You got a Gordy Howe. He played. I thought a pretty heck of a good game. Um. You know what it is? It's because I said that he was gaslighting. He knows it. Because I said that he kind of gaslit after some bad losses. And so now he's trying to like reset the scales here. That was a very negative press conference after a win. We've had like times where the Flyers have gotten their doors blown off and it's all, oh, you know, the uh, the effort was there. Yeah, I, I don't really know. Well, what, what are that we was. doing? What's yeah, that? I'm not sure. Come on, anyway, man. Well, that's Torts. I mean, that's the way he is, right? Like, it's, I've seen it for 20 years. It's one thing to take the heat off the team when they play poorly, but to, to poo poo. Yeah, I'm. You know what? It, it was. Weird. Listen, I, I I think he knows it was a great. I think he understands this is a process, and and he doesn't want to get too too high with a win and too too low with a loss. He's trying to keep it in the middle. So, but again, you know, I'd like a little bit more positivity. I mean, this is a, this was a good win. You know, it moves him forward again. You know, so, oh, everybody's saying Ant got to ask a question and got passed over. Do you have to put the blood of the lamb on the door the next time? I, I don't know. So you don't get passed. Oh, wait, that I'm is, actually that, that is so you get passed over. I actually just laugh at it now. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Right? Like, is that the story passed over? I have to remember. Remember the Rugrats? Rugrats passed over? All right, anyway. That's wild. People are not happy in the uh, in the comments here about... Uh... <laughs> There's one. <laughs> All right, let's see. I'm going to avoid a couple of the bad ones. But we do have a lot of people who... Uh... Here we go. We have a, a bunch of WTFs in here. We have a the Flyers won tonight, right? From R Hextall eighty seven. So apparently it's not just Ant, says Ryan Ingrick over in Finland. 
what the hell was that? Asks John. All right, good. Are we done here? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think I think we're probably. I'm not going to analyze something that there was nothing said about. Yeah, it's just wild. What a, All right. what a thing. Hey, you know what? Valentine's Day is coming up. Hopefully, uh, uh, it gets a hot date or something, uh, you know, next, next week. You know, whatever, whatever floats your boat. You have a hot date on a Valentine's no. Day? No hot day planned? No, nothing yet. It's Ash Wednesday, I think. So I, no, oh, okay. no, well, no meat for us Catholics, which two of them together. Worse, so. <laughs> we'll fig- I'll figure something out, Russ. <laughs> All right. Uh, Flyers won tonight. You wouldn't know it from the coach, but the Flyers won tonight. A very interesting game. They're back at it on Saturday. We'll be down here with the Press Row Show, the number one rated pregame intermission and postgame show the side of the Mississippi South of the Arctic Circle. Bundy, are you excited for Saturday? I am. Seattle, Dave Haxtall. What's not to be excited about? And on that bombshell, it's time to end. Thank you so very much for watching. Love you all. Thank you, everybody.